listening to the Locked on Nuggets podcast, your daily podcast on the Denver Nuggets. Now, here is your host from DenverStiffs.com, Adam Mates. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Locked on Nuggets podcast, part of Locked on NBA Network. I'm Adam Mates from DenverStiffs.com, the largest Denver Nuggets blog and community on the web. Check us out. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This is a special Thanksgiving summit, not a Friday summit, not a weekend summit, a Thanksgiving summit episode. Um, that will hopefully carry you through a pretty uh, awful loss by the Denver Nuggets and through the holiday weekend. I'm joined by this is a motley crew I have here, a very a very mix and matched bunch. Seated to my left, a buddy of mine for a long time, going back years and years. Somebody I used to play basketball with, now is a professional gambler, professional sports, including NBA gambler with Roto Grinders, Tony Niehaus. <laughs> yeah, well, we go back a long way. I mean, I used to teach me some post moves and go to work on me in the post. Almost Boris Diaw like. <laughs> I hate the Boris Diaw. Actually, I love it. You I love it. it. I love it, and I hate it. The only reason I get that comp is because I'm slow. Like and the I, moves. He's got good moves. I yeah, mean, he's yeah, always been known for his moves and his touch. I mean, but if that's he, you. If, if he wasn't fat and slow, he would be Chris <laughs> Webber. <laughs> so, like, you could say. Oh, he's just like Chris Webber, but no, I always get Boris Diaw. I got in Vladi. You like too. Boris, though. Boris and my dude. I mean, Boris so you have dude. to like the comparison. It's true. I like Boris. I like Joe Ingles. I like Jokic. I like all the slow guys with lots of skill. Seated to my right is the designer of all of our great shirts on DenverStiffScott.com and proprietor of D-Line Co., Eric Weedham. That's right. That's right. And I, I understand that you guys have a personal relationship. I'll still, although I, I don't appreciate being third bill. Um, Did you want to go first? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if we can start over, but <laughs> <laughs> you're just going to have to deal with it, I'm afraid. Uh, no, uh, but actually, Eric, it's perfect timing having you on because our new Big Stiff T-shirts. I've named them. You didn't name them Big Stiff. I just kind of ran with that. Yeah, I don't know. The, the word stiff is a little bit uh, difficult to work with from a marketing standpoint. And so, um, you know, Big Stiff, uh, you know, it's, there's a little, it leaves a little bit to the imagination, which I'm uncomfortable <laughs> with. But um, I'm good with it. Big Stiff it is. No, it's awesome shirt. Tony's getting one, huh? Have you no, already, I, already ordered, I, haven't you? I better be getting one. I mean, <laughs> absolutely. This is how everybody, it's, it's everybody, a Ponzi scheme. Just so you know, the entire thing is a Ponzi yeah. scheme. There's no shirts. Every Every single person I, I show this to, they're like, oh, I hope you're getting me one of those, like getting me the hook. I'm like, guys, you think, what do you think? I'm selling like tens of thousands of these here. I'm actually trying to sell these to my friends is basically what it is. You really get sad when you start to profit off of your friends and family, but that's where we're at. I'm an adult that's basically like when you have candy bars, when you have to sell for like baseball when you were a kid and you, like, you guilt all of your neighbors. Into yeah, buying that's one. the way so to do it. We should, we should set up outside of the Walmart is exactly. what you're telling me. All right, I'll do with it. The, with the big stiff shirts. <laughs> Instead of putting them online. We just walk up to the people we know, like face to face, force them into an awkward, like, you could spare $20, $25, right? I'll do it, man. I'll do it. <laughs> I'm no shame. Uh, no, so it's awesome. So I love these uh, weekend episodes. As always, if you haven't heard before, this is where we sit around and BS. We do talk about the Denver Nuggets, the NBA at general, um, and whatever else comes to our mind. But we're going to start very briefly with this Denver Nuggets Houston Rockets game. And I say briefly because there's really not a whole lot to take from it um eric i'll start with you because i know that you watched the game just just give me one thought about the game i think my one thought about the game is that i wish i'd not watched that game or that it had <laughs> happened or taken place uh in the nugget season um i don't know if there's anything that you can pull from the game that's positive negative or otherwise um and i'd like to move on move on and turn the page 
<laughs> We're going to talk about it longer than that, though. Tony, did you get to watch it? I know you watch like 10 games at a time. Yes, I, I did watch it, and it was just as painful as described. <laughs> do, you, do you think this was – so the Nuggets got their butts kicked. And do you think this was like them playing a very good Rockets team? It was Chris Paul's home debut, which is kind of weird to think this, this deep into the season. Do you think it was just like one of those nights, or do you think it, there was something that we should read from it? No, I mean, just like you guys were saying, I don't think you can take too much from it. I mean, Houston just pasted someone the other day. Just like, I mean, it was Phoenix the other day where they scored like 90 at the half or something, but Houston's playing good ball right now. I mean, and we were down. We just lost Millsap the other day. I, I don't know. I don't think it's really good or bad. I mean, Houston's a really good team. so I, mean, I can say that it was bad. That, that was it, bad. Was, <laughs> it was definitely bad, but I don't think – I don't think it means anything going forward. I don't think it means anything, but I'm I'm comfortable adding the qualifier that that was very bad. That was bad to watch. It was bad. There was bad entertainment value. There was not a lot to pull from that game that was positive. Well, let's pull some negative from it, though, because one of the things that was interesting was Kenneth Freed did not play. I think everybody else on the roster played. Tyler Lydon was in a suit, and I thought Malone was going to put in at one point. <laughs> but Kenneth Freed did not play. What do you make of that? Just from the fan, I mean, talking from a fantasy perspective, there was a lot of people that thought he was going to start today, and then he doesn't even end up playing. I mean, obviously with Millsap out, everyone's wondering who's going to start, what the rotations are going to be, and then he doesn't even play a single second. So why don't they just trade him? Yeah, I don't, that, that, I don't think anybody wants it. Any, well, that's true. But anytime that I, I always go directly to the conspiracy theory when something doesn't make any sense like that, like somebody doesn't play, like they must be shopping him. They don't want him to get interest, injured. Um, I don't know if he, I don't know. Does Malone hate him? Is he, does he insult Malone personally? I, I don't understand what's happening. All of those theories are like plausible more so than like if you would have just brought that up it would have been crazy i think they're all plausible maybe he said something on the plane or, or you know who knows what but yeah it's weird i i think tonight houston plays small they stretch the court you can make an argument that denver was just going to try to match or whatever um but i just can you, i can't imagine Millsap going down and fareed falling completely out of the lineup tony you watched you watch so much nba i want to know what would your rotation be if you were in charge of the Denver Nuggets? With Millsap gone now? I yeah, mean, with Millsap gone. I think you got to find – I mean, when Fareed plays, he brings the energy. I mean, look the other night. I mean, they weren't playing a good team. What was it? Sacramento the other night, right? Right. And he looked good, didn't he? I mean, he was altering shots. He was running the floor. He wasn't awesome, but he brought energy, and they got to find minutes for him. Either trade him or find minutes for him. You can't just sit him on the bench. And you look at tonight, I thought the offense in that first – like, we can only talk about the first five minutes. That was the only part that was interesting. We were tied at four all. Yeah, it was 0-0 zero, zero, like for four minutes in. And that's what I was going to say is it was such a – nobody could score, but those are the games he kind of excels at because he just keeps grabbing offensive yeah. rebounds and, like, those points, you know. Those and we were missing points. a ton of wide-open shots. Was, so There was, there was I mean, a lot of rebounds to be yeah. had. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, – what about what about behind him? Juancho Hernan Gomez, Trey Lyles. Would you play both of them at the 3-4 off of the bench? Would you play uh, one of them? What, what, would your, what would your bench rotation uh, I be? I like Juancho a lot, but I, don't, I, I just don't like Lyles that much. He's a Kentucky boy, so I should like him. But 
I can't as you can see hear, As you can hear from the redneck voice, uh, <laughs> Tony is also a Kentucky boy. How can they play him over Fareed, though? Like, he's just not good right now. That, that's all there is to it. He doesn't bring anything to the table. You're going to get so much hate mail now. Uh, Do people like him? Seriously? I think, you know the, the old saying that the backup quarterback's the most popular guy on the team? <laughs> Trey Lyles is the guy that hasn't played enough for everyone to like blame the game, the losses on him. And that's he just doesn't do anything, though. <laughs> he, but he, he, he can shoot. We were talking about this earlier. He can at least shoot. And this team is sort of predicated on having people that can knock down shots. Like if you have the ability to sort of pass the ball wherever, you have to have people that can actually complete that thought. Right. And sometimes, you know, sometimes they score 146 points because people are actually <laughs> making shots. And then other times they score less than 80 points and the other team scores 70 in the first half. And so they're just they're, this team is insane. They make no sense to me. I have no idea. They're schizophrenic at the moment. They're beyond sure. schizophrenic. I mean, it's difficult, obviously, because Millsap's out. So you don't really know what you have. But this is crazy. I mean, uh. No sense. I hate Chandler too. Am I allowed to say that on the? You're allowed the, to say I mean, whatever yeah. you want to say. I just man. hate his game. Like he's he just five dribbles, fadeaway jumpers. Like what does he do that's good? He's really struggled this year. He's <laughs> not in a good place. I don't. This think. should be his spot though. Now with Millsap out, I mean he should slide into the four like last year, and he should he should make a big impact, and he just hasn't. Tonight though. Uh, tonight it was the rock. I mean, I just tonight's game. The Rockets are in. good, by the <laughs> way. They're really, really good. I want to ask you this because you're a guy. You 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 are the guy to ask. I want you to like power rank the teams in the NBA right now, like the top five. And I just want to know how many actually have a. I'm not going to say a realistic chance because this Warriors team is damn good, but just like a puncher's chance. There's only two teams that have a chance <laughs> to beat them, and I do think both teams have an outside chance to compete with. I really think OKC can play with them in a seven-game series. Not just because of tonight either. I mean, they pounded them tonight. But before that, if you have Westbrook and two guys that are all-stars that can play a little bit, score a little bit, I, I think they got a chance. I, I really do. Put me on record. Uh, the other thing about uh, OKC is that they just have these three isolation players, which is such a valuable skill when the playoffs come, when everything slows down, you can throw the ball in and everybody sort of moves out and you just need the guy to be the guy, which is always the Nuggets issue. They don't ever have the, the guy. <laughs> right. Um, They're so, building the Atlanta Hawks, the Denver Nuggets are, <laughs> yeah. basically. <laughs> but, but, I mean, you know, you know that OKC is going to definitely figure this out at some point. I mean, you can't just keep these three transcendent players down. I don't think they're going to figure it out, but I don't think it matters. I'm actually in between you guys. I think they're, like, such He's, a good playoff team, but I don't think they're ever going to look good in the regular – they're going to look good in nights, but I just don't yeah, think Yeah, well, it doesn't matter during the regular season, though. Like, who cares? But I wouldn't be surprised if they were, like, the sixth seed in the playoffs is what I mean. Like, I, I think they're going to climb and eventually kind of get a, get going, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were – and everybody's going to say, what a disappointment, but then it's just – yeah, get into a playoff series now try to stop Westbrook going 100 miles per hour playing 40 minutes a night. Like, just just try to stop Carmelo doing his eight jab steps into a fadeaway. <laughs> you know, like, if he makes them, he makes them. I think the huge key, too, though, is Paul George. Like, I'm just such a huge Paul George guy. Like, he's one of the, what, two or three guys that is similar to KD and LeBron that, I mean, he's right there with him when he's playing his best, and that's just a huge equalizer. He's he, – uh, I'm surprised at how people feel about Paul George. Do people, people not like him? People, yeah, people are just like, you know, he's not really a star or whatever. And I'm always <laughs> he's not like, a star? You know, what, you know, well, you know what happens with a player? They go toe-to-toe with LeBron and almost upset <laughs> LeBron in the height of his powers. And then they have a few bad years where they're towing around. Like, Coming off crap. a broken stick, yeah, too. Exactly. Like. <laughs> and people are like, was he ever good? Like, what is he ever? It's like, oh, come on, guys. <laughs> he's pretty good. Who's the other team? 
I mean, Houston for me. Houston not Boston? and OKC. Who? Not Boston? <laughs> I, I mean, Bo- I like Boston for the future. I don't like them for this you year. You don't have them in the top two no. teams to- that contend? Definitely Tony, not. I wanted you here for this. Uh, first of Tony, all, I wanted you here. I'm cutting you off. <laughs> I want, I'm wanting you here for this. I'm ready to admit. Oh, I love it. I would If you'd have told me this, I'd have been here hours ago waiting in line. Oh, I'm, I, I'm I ready wait. to admit that I was wrong yes. about Kyrie Irving. Look, I, I, I always thought he was freaking incredibly talented. I always, I never took away his talent. I just thought for sure this was a Carmelo type dude in at the point guard position. Like never gonna learn. He's like seems so willing to be a team player. It's it's crazy to me. He never had a chance before. Like I said, like when he had first a chance of all, before LeBron Applebee's, showed up. Remember, he was the captain when you said he couldn't win. <laughs> oh well, look. You said that the Cavs couldn't win because of. You said they were better with oh. Della Vadova <laughs> than Kyrie. You told me. <laughs> hey man, these are off record things. How could, you're, you're pulling a D-Lo right here and sharing, you're sharing the yeah. secrets, bro? I, I with the recordings. First of all, I'm actually mo- I'm actually most embarrassed that you just outed that we went to Applebee's. I'm like embarrassed oh. of that fact. The, riblets, dude. There's nothing. There's no shame in riblets. <laughs> there's no shame. Applebee's it's, is the goat. <laughs> Tony's favorite. No, I'm gonna build Tony up real quick because Tony always has the craziest predictions that come true, and one of them. I think your craziest prediction of all time might have been the 2016 finals, of which you had so much confidence in. It blew uh, my mind how confident you were that the Cavs were going to win that series. First of all, uh, people are going to laugh at this too, but it, the, the series last year was a lot closer than people realize. Like game three, they were up double digits with four minutes left. They blew them out in game four. Like, uh, so I mean, so what, it's a six-game series. Who cares? <laughs> if it's two to two, oh, I mean. That's my it point. was close, but they never actually had I'm a chance. A, well, of course, because they lost game three. They blew a double-digit lead, but what if they win game three? Yeah. It, it, I'm not saying they were going to win. I think Golden State wins last year. I do. But I think I think it was closer than the five games or whatever in the whitewash. It felt like a butt-kicking. Like well, yeah, because they lost game three. I mean, they blew them out in game four, and they blew a game in game three. E- either way, I mean, I think that those three series the last three years were pretty good series. Yeah. And I and I think the Warriors team's like the best ever. I mean, because yeah, they are. Because that's what's so crazy about how well this is where LeBron's legacy is going to be so weird. Because like they lost to that Spurs team that was just freaking like out of <laughs> their mind. They made every shot. Made for like every <laughs> shot for three games straight, and then loses to that team when when he loses half of his roster. Then loses like I mean, he's had one bad series loss. I mean, we could talk. And about it was LeBron really bad forever. Yeah. It was really, but it was their first year together, and, yeah. and they made fun of Dirk and pissed him off, and he went off, but. Like Eric, who do you think is going to be a contender? I mean, Houston, or Houston. I assume you you think it's tough to say. I don't know. I mean, the Rockets right now are just playing out of their minds, and it's it's like so it's working so well that it's hard to believe. I, I just you, I kind of want to see them over a you know over a season to see if there are issues with uh, Harden and. Um, Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Uh, who's going to take the shot? Like, if we start to run into sort of alpha dog issues going down the line. I mean, right now they've sort of just uh, they've been succeeding off the strength of both of those guys independently a little bit. I mean, Chris Paul just came back, so I mean they look great at this moment in time. So I, I don't know. It, I, I think it's it's just so hard to say anything definitively at this point in the season. They're so much more fun to watch than like the Spurs, and I like the Spurs. There's nothing against them, but like. They're more, not fun to watch, though. I, but I've, I've, and, I, and I've seen, like, I've, I feel like I've seen that movie. 
You know, it's like it's already we're on like this is like episode nine of that movie. I just I want to see this Houston team against Golden State and OK, even OKC, I think will be a little bit more boring. Like I'd, Houston Golden State is just like one of those teams is going to score 150 in a playoff game and it's going to be awesome. And they're going to talk so much trash. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, is there anybody else that's interesting in the league? I mean, I think Boston's interesting, but I don't think if they had Hayward, would they be? Would they still couldn't beat these teams, I don't think. They're they're just too young. I mean, their their core is so young. Even Kyrie's still twenty four, twenty five, whatever he is. I mean, they're so, so young. Are you off of Cleveland entirely? I think they'll still be in the finals, but I'm off of them. Yeah, I feel like being in the finals. I feel like gives you a. Uh, Hunter's chance to win, right? You didn't even compl- include them in your top two, and you're saying now they're in the finals. Well, yeah. I mean, if I had to say, well, obviously they'd be second if you if you're going by that because all the other teams Just are in odds, the West. Yeah, yeah. But I don't. I th- I don't think they have a better chance at beating go- a Golden State than the other two teams. Yeah. <laughs> I think it could actually get really, really ugly. Do you think? What are the, all right? Let me ask you this one, Tony. This will be the last one before we move on to Millsap stuff. But what are the odds? At this moment, I know this is tough to project, but what are the odds that Golden State just sweeps through the playoffs again? Because I know it's tougher this year than it was last year. I just think the biggest thing is they don't necessarily have that drive to do it. Like, they just want to win a title. They don't like tonight. They just coast through, and they, they just don't necessarily care about the little stuff as much. They just want to win the title. I mean, they're, they'll, they'll even, like, punt games almost, I think, like kind of like pop. If they get down a little bit, they may just sit guys in a series, seriously, and just rest a little bit and yeah. stuff like that. They definitely turned the page from love to win to hate to lose. <laughs> we were joking earlier about Kobe Bryant's stupid answer when I asked that one. I'm not even going to get into it. All right, so now on to the worst news of the week, um, at least for me personally. That is that uh, Paul Millsap, our prized, our prized free agency, maybe the best free agent in Nuggets history, Plays 16 games and goes out. Eric, we kind of joked about this before. When it happened, were you surprised? Well, again, I'm, I, I'd like you to start referring to this as the Millsap Apocalypse. Millsap Apocalypse, if we could. Uh, it's terrible. I mean, uh, did I see it coming? I mean, I, it, just in the, the way that I have no confidence that the Denver Nuggets will ever really get above the Denver Nuggets. Uh, I saw it coming, but... <laughs> I, you know, I mean, how do you see that coming? I don't, what even happened? I don't even understand what happened. I know. That's what's so crazy. It's one of those things where nothing actually happened. You just kind of bumped into somebody. Uh, I got to say, the Nug Life is strong in this one. <laughs> like I sense this it. Is, this, it's, is, it's, this is peak Nug Life. It's like the force. I could sense the Nug Life in you. It's very, They very were looking strong. so good, too. Like, I've seen a few of your tweets this week talking about how good they were looking. Like, that starting five was starting to look really, really good on offense. That's why I was so positive. Is I was just like, look at, like, the top six, seven guys. They're great. You just have a couple like things you had to iron out with that bench and, and, and try to figure it out. But I just thought – and then on top of that, as good as that starting lineup was, their offense was pretty average. And it's just like, man, I know this offense has another gear if it ever figures it out. That's why I was so high on them. I, act- I actually wasn't going to throw the take out there, but with Millsap you know, healthy all year, I thought Denver might actually be like a real contender for a playoff win. Like if they can get into that 4-5 seed, like I wouldn't be afraid of – 
I mean, OKC is a better chance at winning the title, but Denver maybe could hang with them in a series type thing. So That's true. I don't know about that. <laughs> I did think. Well, I anymore. agree with Let's, you, though. It's a moot point at this point. No, I agree with you, though. Like, I had them projected as, like, the, the fourth best team in the West. So, it, just depending on how the seeds fell, like, they, I think they could win a series, too, if they played the right team. Well, are we are – we, are we prepared to say that it's over? I mean, he we're getting a second opinion. Have we, <laughs> can we start, put some positive thoughts into the air, please? I some, still like the Nuggets. I still, I still. I just mean as far as Millsap specifically, like maybe he'll come back. Uh, so yeah, so that's the thing. I actually think the hardest part about all of this is he. If it is three months, like they say, that means he comes back in the final like five weeks of the season. That's just so hard, and it's a brutal stretch. The Nuggets have so many hard games. Um, what, answer your own question. Is it what is the, are the are the Nuggets out of the playoffs now? If you were to to guess, I mean, am I basing it off of tonight's performance? <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing that you are human, so you are probably heavily influenced. Well, the po- post Millsap Nuggets are one and one. Uh, they That's looked right. they looked very impressive last night, and they look or the other night, and they looked very unimpressive tonight. Um, I don't. I didn't see a lot of flow offensively in either game it's just they were hitting shots before which it basically is what this entire team is predicated upon it's just you just have to hit the shots and so we have to pray that jamal murray is uh blue arrow jamal murray and not just uh i don't know like a blue brick jamal yeah. murray uh and then emmanuel Moutier is he able to uh make passes to players that are on his team. (laughs) I mean, it's just a lot of, like a lot of variables and some nights you're like, Oh man, they've completely figured it out. This is great. Like we're, we're entering into the new era that we all thought we were. And then other nights you're like, what we are wandering through the desert. I don't know what we're doing. Same question. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's just so up and down for the last two years, really. Like some nights I'm like, this team's so fun, best team in the West. And then, like last year, towards the end of the year, they just fall apart. Nurkic comes in and just owns them, steals our playoff spot. They just bre- they just break your heart over and over. But I still believe. I mean, I still think they're a playoff team. I don't think we'll win a series at this point unless right. Millsap comes back early. But I-, I still think we're a top eight team in the West. Who falls out then? Because one of these teams has to miss. Portland, Memphis. I don't like Portland at all. They're in shambles right now. <laughs> they won tonight, though, didn't they? No, they lost tonight. They uh, destroyed us. No, that's that's what I'm thinking. Yes, that's what I'm remembering. Uh, Portland's a team that has, like, four good players, in my opinion. Like, you wouldn't trade rosters, though. No way you would trade no, rosters. No, 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 no. Denver, yeah. Denver's set up better, for sure. Um, but at the same time, it's just like Portland Portland has that dude in Damian Lillard, and I think Millsap's a little bit of this, but he has that dude that I just feel like is always going to win. I just, I just feel like, yeah, they're not that good, but... It, you have to really beat him because if it's close, then he's gonna like go on a ten-game winning streak on his own somehow. Yeah, he's he's definitely he's definitely legit for sure. So Portland's the team you see out. Memphis, you see in. I actually, I mean, I could see Memphis dropping out too. I mean, guys like Tyreek Evans have been carrying them so far. That can't that can only go so far, right? So you think Denver's gonna get back at least a little bit to playing like they were last year? Let me. Let's ask this one. Who benefits the most from an individual standpoint? Who benefits the most from Millsap being out? Because I, I would have said Kenneth Fareed until tonight. <laughs> Tonight's uh, DNP. I think it's clearly Chandler who it should benefit. He's going to slide over to the four and get a lot more usage. But that didn't look that way tonight. I mean, he still looked terrible. So, Yeah. I mean, it's got to be somewhere. It's got to be either Wancho or Lyles, right? I mean, 
the two play, players that wouldn't previously get any time at all, right. that at least get to get a little time on the court and attempt to. I mean, if Wancho was great last year, if we could see a little bit of what we saw last year out of Wancho this year, I, I think that the Nuggets, uh, I'd be very confident in them making a playoff. What was spot. wrong with them to start the year? Was he just hurt or he what? had mono? Mono. He had the yeah. kissing disease. <laughs> he had mono, which apparently makes you lose like a lot of energy and muscle mass and stuff. So I, yeah, I don't think I don't really feel like he's recovered from it either. He doesn't really look yeah. like himself. He looks like a scrub out there for the most part to me. I want to see him play with Jokic <laughs> some more, and it sucks because there's a lot of guys I want to see play with Jokic, but like Wancho, I don't think is good enough to start. Like I don't, no. I don't, I don't think you can create a, a reasonably create a lineup in which he's starting in. And then I just don't. So that just means he's not going to play a ton of minutes. The guy I think benefits the most of, from this in a weird way is Emmanuel Moutier. And the reason is, well, I thought Kenneth Freed was going to start and they were going to be playing some stretch lineups off the bench. And I think you guys know my thoughts on Moutier. I'm not. A, I'm. I'm his, one of his toughest critics. But I do think the one area he's really good at is when you give him a bunch of shooters and you look at a bench lineup that's Will Barton, Wilson Chandler at the four, and Wancho at the three. Like, that's not a great defensive lineup, but that's plenty of spacing for him. So Didn't we see that lineup tonight? Look, throw out tonight, <laughs> man. Like, come on. They played the Rockets, who, like, made every shot. And I, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then, then that lineup missed every shot. Doesn't that mean anything? So here's the thing. The Nuggets play Memphis on Friday night. It's going to be a tough game, even though they're shorthanded. But it, that's a tough game just because Denver's kind of, I think, out of sorts. They get three days off before they play their next game, and they got two, they got two I think, at home. Um, against Chicago and the Lakers. Like, if ever there was a setup for you to reset your season, the Nuggets have it. A bunch of days off, easy cupcake games before you go on the road. Yeah, they still haven't really had a chance to adjust from Millsap being Oh, no, not too. at all. Not so at all. The three days has to be huge. I mean, they were just starting to learn to play with Millsap, and now all of a sudden they got to go right back to how they were playing last year. So, yeah, I think we'll, it'll be a good test this next week or so. What would be the – the latest Millsap could return that that would make you feel confident that this team could like reintegrate him and figure it all out before the playoffs. I mean, what we're, we're talking beginning of December, January. So what? Three months. Yeah, but just say he gets back early. I'm just saying. Forget well, the time. How table. many How many games did it take for them to gel in your mind? This as the season started, like well, how, they hadn't yet. <laughs> yeah, so right. we're like twenty games in or whatever. <laughs> right, so. sixteen. Six, they were sixteen games in, and I think like twenty to twenty-five would have been when they hit their stride. So he needs to come back twenty or twenty-five games before <laughs> the end of the season. You think you start from scratch? I don't know. Well, I think that they have to completely reset how they're playing, right? Yeah. You know, they're going to have to. That's the hardest part. Absolutely. I mean, they're going to have to change the entire their entire philosophy where they don't have really any defensive pressure without Millsap in there. And so they're going to have to rely on their offensive movement and they're, they're just going to have to outscore teams. And so then Millsap comes back in and they slow their half court back down to a grind. Um, it's, yeah, it's going to be a complete reset. Yeah, I, I agree completely. Like, it's just a different team. Like, they go from – Millsap's one of the best defenders of, of the big in the league. Yeah, yeah. And now they have – I mean, who's a good defender that they have now? <laughs> like, they don't <laughs> – besides the guards. I mean, like, Gary Harris is good, obviously. But we don't have any bigs that can guard anybody. Are you disrespecting the number one defensive RPM player in the entire <laughs> yeah. NBA, Tony? What's going uh, I on love over that, here? I love that that's what the, the numbers say, too. I'm telling you. I, I, I am high on, on Nikola Jokic's oh. defense. I am very high You aren't high serious, on. though. I am dead serious. Like when I you am say dead that, ass serious. I thought you were trolling Nope, this I am time. being dead ass serious. I think he is a good oh. defender. Now, he has some – the weaknesses he has are like zeros, 
Like you go across the board with all the skills, and like he ranks really highly, like eights and sevens in a bunch of categories. What is he but good the ones at? he's bad at, come on, man. Like what Get is he? The, well, for one, defensive rebounding, which is huge. Like, it, like that counts position. as an, in a defensive metric. Absolutely. Do you think about it? teams only get one shot against you? That you cut out, you automatically cut off their efficiency. And he he displays what I have dubbed the wet blanket uh, defense, where he just <laughs> sort of like drapes himself over the uh, player coming in, and he actually breaks up a lot of. Sh- I mean, he's, yeah. he's got he's, good hands. I'll give him that. He's like, also. He, he, I think he uses like his chest well when he's like one on one in the pose. Absolutely, his like long freakish tentacle arms that he just like puts up in the air, and like oftentimes the ball just finds themselves. The things he finds himself at in there are anything that require him to like use athleticism because he doesn't yeah, have it. Move. So like covering, sp- like moving in space, or like they were embarrassing him tonight when off that high screen and roll. Yeah, but Houston does that. Like Houston, they went four and zero last year. That's oh. just what they do. They spread you out. It is. And a Bad matchup for us, too, because they can outscore us. And, like, when they run that lineup tonight w- w- with, like, Tucker and Ariza. Mbamute. And, and Mbamute. Like, those are three good defenders. Like, that's <laughs> a really bad matchup for us. Yeah. They, they, they are definitely a team I don't want to see in the playoffs. Because the Nuggets will just look so bad against them, I think. And that's, that's what will suck. And it's funny because, honestly, Houston's going to finish a one or two seed. Denver's probably going to finish a seven or eight seed if they, they make it in. I hope we don't <laughs> play them. Like yeah. the Nuggets probably end up having to play Golden State or or Houston, and I'd almost rather Golden State. Oh, I because uh, it'd be fun for sure to play them. And like OKC, we actually match up pretty good against OKC. You laughed at I me think. when I said this a minute ago, right? Did he not? He laughed. You OKC? heard him. OKC? Yeah, uh, when I said definitely, definitely maybe it. beat OKC. You know, I don't know about that. Well, like, in a series, I don't think we're going to beat them in a series. No. I think we <laughs> match not up be embarrassed. Better. That's what we're looking for. That's all I'm yeah. We've been – yeah, it, the, the season's been reduced to just how little we can be embarrassed in the playoffs. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's true. That is the number one goal. I'm looking for a five-game series out of somebody. <laughs> All right, well, it is Thanksgiving. People are listening to this likely on Thanksgiving to avoid their families. And so <laughs> we have a couple Thanksgiving questions. These are just stupid. Who'd, I'm going to start with you on this one, Eric. First of all, do you think the foreigners on the team celebrate Thanksgiving? I never think about this, but it really is an American holiday. Uh, it's not. You should think about that. It's 100% an American holiday. There's absolutely no chance that these foreign players celebrate it unless they're just uh, in it for some turkey, which I wouldn't blame them. Uh, but they certainly don't take it to heart. Um, so the, your stupid question gets a stupid answer. Of, uh, no, no, they don't care about it. Unless, you, unless you're celebrating Bastille Day or something like this, some other. Uh, if you were so, yeah. So if you were like, you know, in Serbia and there was this like Serbian holiday where everybody makes this traditional meal. I mean, if you're asking if they'll go along with it, like absolutely. That's what I mean. I don't. Well, first of all, how do people celebrate Thanksgiving? We don't all like remember the pilgrims. We just no, we don't remember. Family. But but, it, but I mean, it, there's like a you know, there's like a, a meaning to it in that it's sort of like a time to reconnect with your family, and you, right. it's sort of like you have like warm memories associated with it. But, you know, if you're just presented with this weird feast of bizarre, like if you're presented with cranberries uh, <laughs> when you've not grown up with them, you're probably not uh, you're not feeling festive about it. You're just sort of going along with it. So I guess if that is what you're looking for, then, yes, they, they are. Is, is Juancho Hernan Gomez making a turkey, Tony? I don't know. I, I'm be- I'm getting, guessing that he's not making it, but I bet he's eating it. <laughs> he's 100% <laughs> eating paella that day. Yeah, they're celebrating it. They got to be celebrating it. Like, I would bet Juancho's the best cook on the team, though. 
You said you threw that out there like he. There's no way he does no. it. I bet you he's a guy. There's that, no way these guys cook their own meals. No, there's uh, no, no chance. chance. No I'll chance. I'll bet you there's somebody on the no. roster that has one meal that that's like like Darrell Arthur. One I'll bet meal. You, well, of course they got one meal. Well, and Darrell can, Arthur's got to be the favorite because he's old. I consider myself a great chef because I make tacos, like great tacos. You also don't have multi millions in your own <laughs> cook and whatever they got. <laughs> I think these guys. I think they all will celebrate. Like, what about Canada? What about Canada? Like, I know. Like, are they going to celebrate? Do they do they celebrate? Thanksgiving? Do they celebrate our Thanksgiving? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, now that they're in the st- like Jamal Murray's been around for a while. Does he? I, I honestly have no idea what you're looking for with this. They, they, I think the answer is clear, and it's a definite no. One hundred percent no. They they're happy that they're not playing, and they'll probably uh, eat a meal that they've prepared potentially. But I, I, if you're looking for them to be uh, reveling in the like day, no stuffing. There's uh, no stuffing. No, there's no stuffing. Right, there's, there's no, no stuffing. Gra- there's no gravy. No, you can't. People get, you can't get people signed onto a, a big bowl of wet bread late in life if, if, <laughs> if they've ever had it early on. This is something that this is a cultural. Wet bread. <laughs> what what about this one? Which player on the Nuggets roster do you think is probably going to eat the most tomorrow? Got to be Jokic. <laughs> he's got to be an eater. Like he has uh, yeah, to be. but he, but he's eating fish stew. <laughs> yeah, he's eating a traditional <laughs> Serbian meal. <laughs> Yeah, I bet he's gonna go to town. He might even, he might even like pick up some donut. Like nothing's open on Thanksgiving. That's the other part of it. Like I don't think he can do the Cheesecake Factory. I think he's gotta like, he's gotta have stuff closed these days. Like it seems like more and more stuff's open every year. It depends. So everything goes through stages. Like last year was all about. It was very uh, in vogue to close your your shop on. Black Friday and, and Thanksgiving to make sure that oh, the employees right, have to it. try to appeal to the moral crowd of like, listen, yes. we've asked our employees who we underpay massively. Yeah. We've cut their benefits for a year. Yes. But you know what? Think This is a sacred day. Yes, but capitalism always wins. <laughs> yes, and exactly. and also, I feel like I feel a definite shift in the air. I don't know if you guys have picked up on it also, but I feel like people are really trying to buy into the concept of Christmas much harder this year than they have in years past because they just sort of want to get back into that magical feeling of when you were a kid because everything's just kind of garbage. At <laughs> Nostalgia this is very strong right now. Absolutely. Like, yes. That's like watch, the biggest selling point of you, everything is absolutely. your Absolutely. If you watch like a lot of commercials like for cars and things, it's really based on this idea of like things being nice and happy and your neighbor. And it's like, it's really, I mean, tr- <laughs> so I mean, I work in the advertising industry. Like none of this is, uh, this is it, why I love having Eric on yeah. these insights, none of it, but it, this is not by coincidence. Like people are sort of picking up on the zeitgeist. Everybody is like kind of bummed out. So we're trying to like revert back to when things were happy, when you were a kid, that nostalgia angle that you're talking <laughs> about. And so, uh, you know, stores are open on Thanksgiving now. So you can go out and like really pump into this idea of Christmas, buy everybody gifts, make everyone feel happy, uh. <laughs> pay attention. It's true. This is the most cynical portion no. of the show well, I've ever had. Uh, <laughs> maybe you're right. Actually, maybe you're right. <laughs> Just trying to sell people shit. I'm going to throw this out there, guys. I think Thanksgiving is the most overrated holiday of all of the holidays. And I think the Thanksgiving meal is an absolutely garbage meal. This is the hottest take of all hot takes. This is. Um, I agree completely. Oh, I love it. This is ridiculous. Tony. This is, this this is, is a, Tony's right. We just, we just had a fizzball. This is a complete Who likes dry turkey? No, like. but nobody. And I, I know that nobody orders that any other time. Nobody no. ever goes to a restaurant. You know what I'm in the mood for. Dry turkey. turkey. Yeah. No, you not turkey. Eat, dry the, turkey. Is there any stuffing at this restaurant? Yeah. I'm really, lo- I'm really Exactly. The two of you eat turkey Way more than you're acknowledging. You eat it on a sandwich. It's a delicious meat. <laughs> Not it's a great, dry turkey. That's like sodium nitrate. But dry turkey. turkey. That's. A, I mean, that just means that you guys need to get new recipes. It, it doesn't have to be. I dry. mean, I use ketchup. 
No, yeah. See, we're, we're, talking deep. To, we're talking to the guy that was like, when, when we talked about Applebee's, he's like. Oh, Apple, I'd much rather go to Applebee's, Applebee's than Applebee's like a top turkey. five restaurant over here for Tony. Yeah. What, am, what am I supposed to do with any of this information? <laughs> like, no one Bro, likes Apple Thanksgiving people. meal. You don't what really do you mean like nobody it. Nobody likes Thanksgiving no, meals. Thanksgiving like is fantastic. Oh, please. When you combine. <laughs> listen, it's you all like about stuffing. The, yes. I want you to know oh you're gosh. making a bunch of fans and we're like, we're just getting oh. unfollowed. You got to tell them the truth. They don't like to hear it. No, listen, listen. It's all about the combination of elements. If you talk about each part on its own, fine. The turkey is dry. Cranberries are weird. Stuffing is wet bread. I get it. Like, uh, and then, uh, you know, like mashed potatoes are just empty starch. But when you combine all of them, it, it's like a magical combination. Everything works together. It's like a big plate of Mexican food where you just sort of stir it all together and it makes it better. Thanksgiving's the same thing. You get the perfect bite. And the next day, you take all of the leftovers. You I do the like the sandwich. sandwiches afterwards. Well, I'll God give you damn that. It. That like, you can't have the leftovers without the initial meal. It's a I great like meal. probably could actually <laughs> that's what you should do is just make a turkey sandwich yeah, and, exactly. and then it's, that's what that's what we eat during the year like a turkey sandwich like that's good <laughs> not dry turkey on thanksgiving i mean that's terrible you know you know what the best thanksgiving meal is in it or uh, like item and it's not even like this pumpkin is like pie because no have. i don't like pumpkin pie actually pumpkin pie i'm out on i'm yeah, out on pumpkin out you're on out pumpkin on the pie. only good thing i'm out on that we're obviously diametrically opposed to you. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> we can just keep fighting about it, but obviously we're never going to come to a resolution. But pump, pumpkin pie is garbage. I'm sorry. There goes all of my fans. I mean, with the whipped cream on it? <laughs> I'll like, take oh. apple pie all day. I'll take no. a Dutch apple pie with a crumble top. No. Oh, no. Cheesecake is sort of like... I've, cheesecake I've cheesecake. has no... Cheesecake is not part of the conversation. You're adding cheesecake. That's not... Yeah, I, definitely not I definitely am. You're just I've saying things that you like. That's true. We, Look, I have yeah. a, I have a Mexi I have a Mexican family. We eat tamales also. That's also like a staple. I, I consider tamales. I would accept tamales. Even, that's that is a purely non-traditional. The thing that's weird about my family though is like we do all the basic stuff like stuffing and turkey, but then we also do tamales. Like it's not like we do everything else. We do like menudo and pozole for Christmas, but for Thanksgiving it's just tamales. Because you know why? Because it's a great meal. It's a great <laughs> meal, and no one can deny it, except for you two somehow. Oh, it's terrible. I also hate tamales. I'm a bad Mexican as well. But <laughs> <laughs> the one meal, and I, this, I'm gonna say, it's a fringe Thanksgiving food, but the one thing is mac and cheese. Like, mac and cheese. Yeah, everyone likes mac and the cheese. Thing, that doesn't even count, does it? Like, that's not, No, it does, because I saw somebody. Uh, it was on Facebook, so I know it's, it's always I know on it's the true. list. It's always I, on there. Yeah, I saw that it was, like, yeah. by region, everybody's favorite meal. And, like, yeah. Florida and Alabama and, and Georgia, they all loved mac and cheese. Yeah. It's the number one Thanksgiving thing. Mac and thing. cheese is the best. I mean, really? That's who you're looking to as your moral compass? Your, your guiding light for Thanksgiving is the I'll South? Be, I'll be honest. It hurt that that was the region. Like, I wish it would have been any other region of the state than Alabama that I'm looking to. But That's not a coincidence, by the way. That's true. Mac and cheese is a versatile food, though. Like, you can, you can great. It's great. You know what else is good? Uh, birthday cake is delicious. <laughs> there's all for a steak is fantastic. We're talking about Thanksgiving. There, there are things. There's allowable meal <laughs> items and then non-allowable items. We should slowly segue Thanksgiving. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to start my own family tradition where I keep slowly adding great foods. And, and like you're going to be in like 20 years, you're going to be eating pizza. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be tacos with pizza. <laughs> you know, it's going to be awesome. Some nachos. <laughs> I'm going to love Thanksgiving, and so will all of my kids. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up with looking ahead. Actually, no, I have to ask you about the Nuggets jersey because I do have a graphic designer slash artist who knows about these things. And the Nuggets have released 
a new, their latest. Have you seen it, Tony? I have not. I don't think. I'm gonna pull it up on my phone so you don't. You have something. Well, it's to a say. little disingenuous to say that they've released it. Well, that's true. They have. Somebody has leaked it. Um, the fourth and final jersey, oh, and I no, also I haven't like asked that. you about the third jersey, but I'm gonna ask you about this fourth one because it's new. Assuming that this is the real jersey, you can check it out on our Instagram page. The Denver Stiffs is our our username. Eric, thoughts? Take take t- take me on a deep dive so, here. All right. So here are my thoughts on this jersey. What I like about it is philosophically, it's heading in the right direction. Where uh, the problem with what the Nuggets do and what the Nuggets always do is they try way too hard. And they add, they add too many outlines, too many colors, too many fills. And the jerseys that you love and you always like, and the things that you always respond to about NBA um, uniforms is just sort of that simplicity. Like uh, like the Boston jersey. Like it's just It just says Celtics or Boston across the front, and there's not... It's just the plain text. It's it's going back to this idea of, of heritage, which the but Nuggets, I feel like Boston has the heritage and Denver doesn't. That's just it, though, is that you sort of have to start somewhere. Like you, the, the Nuggets are always caught up in style, and they're not caught up in sort of like the rudimentary idea of what it is to have an NBA franchise. So like you can look at all of their jerseys throughout the year, throughout the years, and you can look at it and identify the exact time period that that jersey existed in which is bad so you okay because you're just saying that they're going with the like so yes. they so they're like it's like they have the jinkos version that's like man that yes. was an embarrassing they have like there's like the their beloved rainbow jersey which i'm not a fan of i'm, I'm, I'm a semi-fan i'm a semi-fan of it i like it because it's interesting to look at but it looks 100 percent like it was uh born in and lived in the 1980s looks 100 percent 1980 but so you don't think there's a nostalgia factor there i do think there's a nostalgia factor there but the problem is that that the nuggets were not good during that time they yeah. were, and the problem with that jersey everybody wants to bring it back but that's like having skittles every day of your life it's so <laughs> that's a good point it's so much to look at and you, you look at these things over and over and over and you have to sort of like take into account the way that it plays on the the, the television how it interacts with the colors on the court how it interacts with the other teams uniforms and sort of like the entire visual presentation you're given and so when the nuggets try so hard it, it always stands out to me like the, this this font that they use where it's like this weird sort of angular serif like it just it's just it's, just, it's too much so what i like about this current incarnation should this actually be the actual jersey that we are presented with is that they're, they're sort of stripping away um elements of this circle logo which they've sort of i don't know if you've noticed they've sort of snuck that in as their primary logo this circle logo which was uh before in years past relegated to their secondary logo it just right. sort of like was around but it wasn't really the for, circle the with forefront. the pig axis yes you'll notice it, it was that it was the mountain that had the dumb nuggets for, yeah, in yeah, front yeah, that yeah. looked terrible which right. again looks like the 1990s yeah that does actually you're right about that one for always sure. this is what they always do and so you have to so this is at least getting into this world where it sort of feels like it could have been created in a time, uh, you know, in an earlier time, a simpler time. Simple it doesn't shape. necessarily feel like 2017. It, it feels doesn't. like they're going to like. There's a little bit of a timeless element to it, which I appreciate. And also, you know, I do like, uh, I like that they are really focusing on yellow this year because yellow is gold. Yeah, yeah right. right. And it's like they, they're trying to actually, we talked about this before and you weren't really buying in, but this the idea. Silver? Well, no, just the idea that you want to have an, an, a prevalent idea that your team's branding is based upon. And so if you have this 
rainbow that has no concept uh, or no no tie into the idea of mining or precious metals, things like that. It's like it, it's cool looking, but it's it's empty calories. Yeah. And so this is actually getting to this idea where we're sort of like really trying to get deep into this idea of you know being miners, having gold. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 yeah. a little hokey, but it's it's there, there's but the there's nuggets are hokey, there. and like the ABA was hokey. That's kind of why I dig it. That's. What, that's why I'm a fan of the Nuggets as yeah. a as a name. Well, I, right, yes, but I mean, it, it'd be nice to actually turn the page from being the perennial underdog, just sort of like the goofy, right, dopey guy at the party that you like you had to bring, and he's like <laughs> he's like fun, but the after a while, loser. He, yeah, like after a while, he gets annoying. Yeah. He's got to ask for some money right before he leaves. It gets really awkward. <laughs> yes. So, so those are my thoughts on this. Okay, Tony, do you have an opinion now? Looking at this one, yeah, I, I like it. I like the colors too. The the, the darker look, the darker I, I've navy. I never liked the lighter look. So yeah, I, I like the dark look. Yeah, yeah. That that lighter look is like I I always um, make it, or I always think of the uh, Detroit Tropics from. Um, Oh, what was that movie? Semi Pro. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like how, <laughs> That's like exactly how ridiculous it, it is. Like. Right, like how ridiculous it is to have this this tropical uh, color scheme for the city of Denver. Right. <laughs> I like this. I think this is my favorite of the four. Do you have a favorite of the four? I mean, I'd like to see. I I I I'd like to see this in person before I uh, really plant my flag. You're such a pro. <laughs> I know. But well, and I'd also like to see the the other the modified skyline. I do think the yellow one, the bright yellow third alternate is like way better in person so i actually will give you that because that was one that when i saw the pictures i was like man this is kind of like weird color but when i saw in person i was like it kind of looks like michigan it does well th these colors are very michigan this is why gary harris hates those by the way and i think the denver nuggets will probably wear them like the least i think they have to wear them four times and gary harris is like not a fan of having to dress in Michigan colors. But I, I do say that you have to reserve judgment on any of these until you see them running up and down the court because it's not – you, you don't see the – oh, well, You're all right. Technically. Okay. Well, you don't, you don't see the front of these things that often. It's really more about the side. Like you see uh, the, the nuggets point. running back and forth. Like I didn't really consider uh, the impact of that um, stripe with the, the white yeah. um, on the side of the, these jerseys, but you see them a lot. Yeah, and I, I kind of like how it looks, and so I, I, I don't know. I'm gonna reserve judgment. You always have such interesting takes about jerseys. Like when I look at them, my thoughts are pretty, pretty basic. Like, oh, <laughs> cool, <laughs> or definitely not cool. But he always sees all the little design elements and like the different ways of thinking about it. So I like it. Um, all right, let's let's close this one out, guys, by looking ahead. The Nuggets, as I mentioned, I alluded to um, the Nuggets have a easy slate ahead. Gosh dang it! Now I feel like I don't have this correct. Let me. Let me pull up the Nuggets schedule real quick because I believe they play. They play Friday versus Memphis for sure. I know that one. And then I think they have a bunch of days off, but do they go on the road or do they stay home? Nope, they do go. I, so I did have it right. So th so they actually play on Friday and then not again until Tuesday. Um, so there's only two games between this and the next show that I'll do. What, what will the Nuggets record be in those two games? Home against Memphis at Utah. Eric, I'm going to start with you. Home against you, what is it? Home, Home against, against Memphis? Memphis on the road against Utah. Utah without Gobert. Man, I don't know. Memphis without Conley. No Millsap. I don't know. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> I mean, they, they've shot lights out at home. They've been great at home. They're so like a completely different team. They're a completely different team. So, I mean, I, I guess they'll, I, I kind of think they'll be they'll be 2-0. Oh, I definitely think 2-0, yeah. I think they beat Memphis, and the Utah game will be a little harder, but I think we beat them on the road too. You think Utah will be harder than Memphis? 
I think Utah, just because the road game. Yeah, I think we handle Memphis pretty easy at home. Maybe even a little blowout. The home crowd's been good so far, and that's a Friday night game on a holiday. Like you just have to assume that's gonna be, that's gonna be a good one. Um, is that the only question I had? I guess so. Um, yeah, I guess that was it. There wasn't a whole lot of other storylines. Is there anything else that we're gonna be talking about between now and next week? You think with this Nuggets team? Can't see what it would be. It's no, a little it's bit of a dead period. Try to get a little, little uh, cohesiveness or whatever. That, I mean, that's about. the only storyline is how do they rebound from the Millsap injury, the Millsapocalypse. Man, thinking about that Utah game, they got Saturday, Sunday, Monday off before that. Like, they, they're going to be coming in as prepared as you can possibly be. I mean, Utah is a tough place to play, but come on, they got to get a win. <laughs> Without um, Gobert, they, yeah. And we need re- a revenge from opening night. That's true. They should have that fresh in their mind. Guys, thanks so much for coming on. These are always fun. I enjoy both of you guys immensely. Uh, Tony, plug whatever it is you want to plug. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at BigT44DFS. That is the most Tony Niehaus name, by the way, ever. Like, if I had to guess what your Twitter <laughs> handle was going to be. You got to keep it simple, it would, right? I was going to say, you have to, because DFS guys always put DFS in their yeah. handle. Like they so have when to, they search for it, they'll find, like, the, DFS. The there. other thing I love is your profile says that you're a DFS donkey. Yeah, you got to, <laughs> you want people to think that. And it might be somewhat true. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely true. Definitely true. Um, Eric. Plug uh plug the new shirt because I've been plugging it nonstop. Well, all right. So yeah, go to dline.com, uh dlineco.com. Jesus, no, your own your own website, man. I, listen, I'm a disa- <laughs> I'm a disaster. What am I supposed to do? Um go there. Uh we have all variety of offerings uh for all of the Denver sports. You can uh, you know wear your misery uh loud and proud, regardless of uh, which team you're following. The new shirt we have with uh, Denver Stiffs is, uh, as Adam has dubbed it, the Big Stiff, which is uh, <laughs> featuring, uh, featuring uh, it's a very 80s uh, design featuring Doug Moe and um, some cool 80s uh, type. To me, it's the coolest Nugget shirt I've ever seen, and I know I'm biased, but like I honestly think it's just such a cool shirt because it's vintage. It's Doug Moe who's like kind of, it's like a very... It's not obscure reference, but it's like kind of obscure. And it's then a little th- obscure. And then on top of that, you know, it's a Denver Stiff shirt. He is the big stiff. It's just, it's just. A, I think it's a perfect shirt. Thank you. I think so too. <laughs> and of course, Eric did the design. Guys, thanks so much. And then thanks so much for listening, guys. We're gonna be off all the way until next Monday, spending time with our family. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Nuggets podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit us on the web at denverstiffs.com. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com podcast. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said. Done.